Welcome to the Blue Collar Nation podcast, the podcast dedicated to making the lives of blue collar service business owners better. My name is Eric Sprague, and I am one of the owners of Blue Collar Consulting and MorningTechMeeting.com. And I am coming to you today from what I call a reboot weekend. And you're thinking, what in the world is a reboot weekend? Well, I'm going to get to that. Um, I want to start out by talking about how we manage our energy. This isn't our typical podcast. This is this is more just how you manage yourself, how you manage to be better at your business, how you manage your energy and your health and your thought process. So uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about a couple of concepts today that I've been doing for years. Uh, I have a lot of clients and a lot of friends in the industry, uh, in different trades, and they generally do a bad job of this, a poor job. They, uh, they go way too hard, way too often, and they burn out. They don't realize they're burned out. Their business you know, doesn't do as well as it could. It might be doing well, but it doesn't do as well as it could because they're burned out or they're stressed out or they're too tired and they don't recognize it. So, uh, I grew up an athlete. Uh, I was really into sports as a kid, and I've kind of continued that, uh, you know, on a hobby level ever since. Uh, I can't remember a time where I wasn't doing some sport or another. And I think business is a lot like sports. Um, you have to to treat yourself like a business athlete if you want to excel. You can't go in sports. You can't go hard all the time. You can't practice as hard as you can possibly go every single day and then think in the game you're going to be doing really well. You're going to get injured. You're going to get tired. You're going to get overtrained. So the key is to have periods where you go very hard and then periods where you back off. Well, I don't see small business entrepreneurship much differently than that. Um, Small business entrepreneurship is an extreme sport. Um, you know, we work ungodly hours compared to the average person. You know, typical day uh, when when I was running Shamrock was up at five and work till ten or eleven o'clock at night. Uh, most weekends, uh, I was in the water damage restoration business, so it wouldn't be uncommon for me to get called out on a call in the middle of the night. Or just have guys going out on calls in the middle of the night, but I, my cell phone would always be alerted, so I would still be alerted and thinking about it and wondering if it's going okay. I mean, it's basically an all-encompassing thing, and I think you know whether you own a plumbing company or a heating and air conditioning company or a contracting company, it's it's kind of the same deal. So that's extreme. That's not how most people operate anywhere, you know. So the question is, how are you taking care of yourself in, in the process of living this extreme lifestyle? Because you still have, most of us have children and wives or husbands and family and friends that need attention too. So that's just more energy drain. Ideally, you'd be doing some exercise. So that's time. So then you're adding stress on top of that as well. Um, and next thing you know, you're getting burned out or you're, or worse. And, you know, I'll talk about worse a, a little bit. Um, I've had worse and it, it's no fun. 
So uh, I'll take you back three years. Three years ago, I was 49 years old and I was under a huge amount of stress. Our business was growing. It had grown very, very quickly. And then we reached this point where competition was getting more fierce. The economy in Southern California was really good. So it was harder to get good people. Um, you know, I was doing a lot of training, uh, because that's kind of what I love to do, but you know, you can only train people so quickly. So we were having a lot of problems and I was training for some bicycle races. I like to, to ride road bikes and I had some pretty big endurance events. So I'm working a lot of hours trying to figure that out. I'm trying to train as much as humanly possible. In, in, in between those hours. And a lot of times that meant I'd go ride my bike from eight to 11 o'clock at night, uh, you know, with lights on. Cause that's the only time I could fit it in. And then coupled on that, I started having some family issues. Um, you know, I had a, a child who was having a lot of problems and it was stressing me out to no end. So you add all the work and the stress of work, all the stress of training and then my home life had become stressful, which that had always kind of been my sanctuary, the place where I could be relaxed. And that perfect storm of things led me to have a stress-related heart attack at the age of 49. I was riding my bike. Um, most people would, would have looked at me at that point and said, he looks like he's in great shape. I don't know why in the world he'd be having a heart attack. Uh, I think compared to most people, I probably ate fairly well. And I exercised a lot, maybe too much at the time. And then I had all this other stress. So, you know, you add all those things together. It doesn't matter who you are. You could have problems. And that was what really changed my mindset about how I manage myself, how I manage my stress, how I manage my time. Uh, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't take, well, often it does take, an event like that to get people to change. I'm a stubborn guy. Uh, I just wanted to be good at everything. And, um, and then I imploded. So I don't want that to happen to you. I don't want that to happen to anybody. It's not fun. Uh, my business partner, Larry took me to the hospital and I can remember looking at him and saying, I can't die tonight because I have too much to do tomorrow. I uh, hadn't learned the lesson yet. <laughs> so anyway, um, that leads me to how you manage your time. And this isn't going to be some, you know, hippy dippy thing. It's going to be more just like basics. Um, the first thing I did is I, I kind of reevaluated like how I manage all of my time. So I kind of was doing that thing where like, oh, I'll just go hard all the time. The harder I go, the more successful I'll be. Well, just like sports, that's not really true because what I hadn't recognized, although all of my team had and people I know is I was burned out. I was super burned out. I was grumpier than normal. Um, my, my give a shit factor was lower <laughs> and uh, I didn't recognize it. I just figured everything was cool. And it got me thinking about, you know, I was really into kind of like weightlifting and bodybuilding when I was in my late teens, early twenties. And, you know, they would, when you start lifting a lot like that, you know, you grow when you rest. So 
you know, you do like two days on, one day off, or, you know, every other day or three days on, one day off. There's always a split in bodybuilding of how much you train versus how much you rest. And I started to apply that to business. It's like, I'm going to go hard and a lot, and then I'm going to go easier. So, and I know that sounds like impossible because you're thinking like, well, I got to go hard all day or else I'm going to go under. And that's not true. It's just, that's not, that that's the lie you probably keep telling yourself. But if you put systems in place and, and start to learn how to manage your time better, I'm sure, you know, you can figure that out. And a lot of it is just learning what to say no to. So there was this, uh, bodybuilding blogger, maybe in the early nineties. And he had this thing called dog crap training, which is the weirdest name. And there was two P's on the end of crap, but he had a concept called blast and cruise, which I thought was really interesting. So he'd have these periods where he would have you train really hard and even, even a lot of days in a row. And then periods of, yeah, you were still training, but you were training at a much lower intensity and a much lower volume. So, you know, it's, that's better than in, in applying that to business. That's better than saying two days on one day off. I mean, we're not going to work Monday, Tuesday, take Wednesday off work Thursday, Friday, take Saturday off. You know, we're not, we don't have the, the, the luxury of doing that, but we do have the luxury of doing something more similar to a blast and cruise where we have, times where we, you know, we tell our loved ones for the next two weeks, I'm going to go hard. I'm going to work a lot of hours and I'm going to get all these things done that I've been wanting to get done. And then after that, I'm going to work 30 hours a week for the next two weeks or a week or something and catch up on some rest and catch up on some family time. Um, and just kind of there's an ebb and a flow to that blast and cruise. And that's much more manageable. It was certainly more manageable for me. So I started adopting the blast and cruise mentality. And instantly I had more energy. So when I had more energy, I was happier and my staff liked me more. When I had a staff that liked me more, the culture got better. And then they're going to do a better job and want to do more for me. So, you know, it's the circle of success where it all started with me, you know. Uh, yes, I have a business partner, but I was the person who ran all the technicians. And if I'm burned out all the time and having a hard time caring or just having a hard time getting the energy up to be excited, they're not going to be excited. So I started adopting this blast and cruise thing. So I saw improvement there immediately. I started doing other things to reduce my stress. I kept riding my bike, obviously, because it's something I love, but I didn't ride as often or I didn't ride as hard or I didn't ride as far. Same thing. I'd blast and cruise with that more. So that left me with more energy. And then what I really realized is as we had grown, you know, I was full of ideas and creativity and, you know, ways to grow and, ways to do things better and all this stuff when we were new, when I, you know, the first year or two in business, you have not as many clients a lot of times. So you, you're at your creative peak because you're not bogged down with all the things that a business owner is required to do a lot of times. And you kind of get in that middle ground where 
you're just doing everything and you're not delegating enough. So I realized that I hadn't been creative in my business, which was, that's the fun part of being in business anyway. And that was probably part of my stress. I, you know, I like being creative. I, I view myself as an entrepreneur, not an operator. And all I was doing was operating and never really being an entrepreneur, trying to figure out how to scale this up so that I could sell it or that we could just not be there as much. So maybe I could have more time in my family or more time riding my bike that isn't at the expense of my energy somewhere else. So I sat my wife down and my kids and I was like, look, every six or eight weeks, I need a weekend where I'm not with anybody. I need a weekend just to think, you know, my job, uh, at Shamrock was president. And in my mind, the president of a company is the person who's strategic and the person who is going to come up with new ideas on ways to do things better. And to be honest, when I'm constantly with staff and constantly with family and constantly with my business partner, I didn't have any time to think, you know, when you, to, to think deeply, you need some distance and some time and some decompression. So every few months, and I'm still doing that, and I'm doing that this weekend. The only thing that I'm doing for my work this weekend that is kind of a right now thing is this podcast. I'm doing what I call a reboot weekend. Reboot weekend is a weekend where I don't really take phone calls. I'll call my family once a day. I won't take any other phone calls at all. My, my uh, phone is on airplane mode. I sit and get a good night's sleep. And then the next morning, so that'll be Friday and Friday night, I go get some rest, eat something, go to sleep, get a full night's sleep, wake up without an alarm clock, refreshed. Usually I'll go for a quick bike ride, maybe an hour or something just to get the blood flowing. And then I go back to, and I've done this in hotels. I've done this at my house and my family went somewhere else. I've done this where I told everybody at the office to stay out and I've gone to the office. I, I even had one time where I slept on my couch in my office. You know, I just needed some separation. So I know this sounds extreme, but a lot of the best things that we had done in, in the business that I'm working now after I sold Shamrock and started Blue Collar Consulting, that all came about from these reboot weekends because I finally had some mental space to think clearly about where I wanted to go, where Larry wanted to go, where my family wanted to go, where Larry's family wanted to go, what we wanted to do with our time, you know, can do a one month, six month, one year, five year, 10 year plan when you have a little bit of time and the phone's not ringing. So reboot weekend. Let's talk about that briefly. What would that look like for me? So on a reboot weekend, as I told you, I'd sleep well Friday night, do a little bit of exercise. And a big thing for me, and this isn't, it's, it's going to sound weird, but I wouldn't eat much. I, I, it was kind of like a semi-fasted state for the weekend because eating a lot of food takes digestion and digestion is one of the biggest energy drains there is. So what I would do is just not really eat much. I'd eat a little, but I'd want to be not digesting food so that I could save that energy for thinking and writing and all those things that takes energy as well. So good rest, not much food. 
And then I'd have a stack of books. I would have researched a bunch of podcasts I want to listen to. I'd have some industry journals to see what's going on in my industry. Maybe a couple of webinars or some YouTube videos that I was interested in. I would kind of prep these things over the six or eight weeks in between my reboot weekends. So that it was like, okay, I'm going to take in all this information that will get me thinking and, and get me engaged. And then I would start to think. So, so what I would do is in the morning after my ride, I'd listen to a couple podcasts. I'd read a chapter or two of a book, maybe a little bit of an industry journal. And then I would just turn everything off, sit in a chair with a blank piece of paper or notebook and a pen and I just let ideas come to me and I'd start jotting them down, you know, oh, we could do this. Oh, we could do that better. I like this point in this book. We should think about doing something like that. And then I do that for a few hours. And, you know, it's hard to sit and just do nothing. You know, if you're an entrepreneur, you just want to go, 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 go. But that's not when the good thinking comes in. You know, you have to, just like you have to learn your craft, you have to learn how to think creatively as well. It's, it's a skill just like anything else. So anyway, I do that. And then, you know, w- when I sat for a few hours or whatever, and I'd usually have a couple pages written in a notebook, and then I'd go listen to another podcast, maybe read a couple chapters, and uh, I'd have a very light dinner. And then I'd try to go to bed early. And then on on the next day, Sunday, I would do the same thing. Maybe maybe a quick bike ride or, or just get some fresh air, but I'd go right back into a couple podcasts, a couple chapters of a book, maybe an industry journal. And then I just, I would try to, by the end of the day, have a plan for the next eight weeks. You know, so I'm going to do this every eight weeks. Every two months, I'm going to do a reboot. Okay, so what can I do in that eight weeks to move my company forward, to move my family's life forward, to move myself closer to what it is I want? I think too many entrepreneurs have a dream before they begin. That dream becomes a nightmare once they get a bunch of staff and a whole bunch of customers. And all of a sudden they're being pulled in many, many directions. You know, they had this dream of having technicians go do the work. They were going to go fishing for a couple hours, maybe do some sales and make a bunch of money. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> that's kind of a common I mean, it didn't mean they didn't want to work hard, but they didn't realize how hard they were going to really have to work and how you know all consuming their business would, would become. It depends on what size you are as well and how long you've been in business. But, you know, I think this reboot weekend thing could benefit anybody. You know, if if you're in charge of your company, if you're the person who's looked to to guide the way, you know, through economic hard times, through growth periods, through down periods, through, you know, staffing issues, all the big things that come up in a blue collar service business, you have to be intentional about finding time to think, you know, you can't do it, you know, just driving between one job and the next in your car, you have to set your life up so that you can actually really create some space. Now, look, Was the Reboot Weekend the most popular thing at my house with my family? No. But, you know, I had to be honest with them and say, look, you know, these are the things that were causing me problems to begin with. So I just need some downtime to be able to to think. And then when I would come back, I didn't do what I did when I was younger. I wouldn't say, 
pull all the team in a morning meeting first thing on Monday and go, I just spent the weekend, you know, grinding out all these new plants and here they are and write them on a whiteboard. And then, you know, we're going to do them all in two weeks or eight weeks. You know, nobody can handle that much change. You know, what I would do is I would have these half a dozen things that I wanted to start working on. And one by one, I would sit down with the people in my company that, you know, would be responsible for helping me with these projects and say, Hey, I got this idea. You know, I took some time over the weekend last weekend or the weekend before, and I kind of want to do this. I'd like to get here, here, and here within the next six to eight weeks. It should take you X amount of time. It'll take me X amount of time. You know, can I get some buy-in? Because, when I was younger, I would come back and just hit everybody with every single idea. Every time I'd go to a coaching you know, seminar, or every time I'd have some time on my own, I'd just annihilate the whole team with, we're going to change direction and do everything differently, you know, and all the stuff that they knew and liked and felt good about, I'm trying to blow it up. And that creates instability. And the, the, the hallmark of good leadership is to be stable. So as I matured as a leader, I matured in the sense that I can only make change so much. And it had to be little in increments and that the people that were going to have to help me change had to get, I had to get their buy-in first and in some ways their permission. So anyway, um, and the other thing is just, I want to finish on, you know, this is going to be a short podcast, but I want to finish on, you know, everybody uses the term self-care now, um, you know, it used to be called downtime or uh, taking care of yourself or whatever. But now, you know, we have the label self-care. And I think blue collar service business owners as a, as a general rule are absolutely horrible at this. And I know I was absolutely horrible at this for forever. My mantra was I'll sleep when I'm dead or, you know, um, who's got time for lunch or breakfast or, you know, whatever. Like I just was go, 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 go. And, you know, it resulted in me gaining a lot of weight over the years, having high blood pressure and high cholesterol because I was just eating on the run and all these things that I never imagined I, I would have problems with, which I've since fixed through lifestyle. But look, man, you know, there's no paychecks for you when you're dead. You know, your business when you're dead and most blue collar small service businesses is over. You know, you may have a family member take it, but you know, you need to be alive and healthy to be really good at running your business. And too many people think that their health needs to take a back seat. Or, and I'm talking mental health and physical health. You have to take care of yourself. You're a business athlete, whether you really want to be one or not. So, if small business is an extreme sport, then you need to treat yourself like an Olympic small business athlete. And I'm not going to get into the specifics of what that would look like, but just the basics, having time to just breathe and, and, and think and, and catch your breath, uh, getting outdoors and getting some fresh air that it doesn't involve, you know, a shovel digging a trench through somebody's house for a repipe or, you know, or running a new line in or something. I mean, yeah, that's great, but that's work. I'm talking about walking around the block with your kids or your dog taking in some fresh air and some sunshine or something, uh, you know, exercise, you know, whatever that may be getting your heart rate up, you know, yeah, we all work hard 
And I was working hard all those years too, but sometimes that hard manual labor will break you down more than build you up. So you have to have something to build you up, especially, you know, cardiovascularly. Um, and then just watching what you eat. I mean, I don't care how you eat, but we all know that, you know, there's all, there's a gazillion diet books out there on how to eat this and how to eat that. But, you know, the reality is, is people for you know, thousands of years have been, you know, just eating things that don't have um, an ingredients list, lean meats, eggs, fruit, seeds, nuts, vegetables, you know, I mean, just common stuff, you know, does that mean I'm never going to eat a Snickers bar? No, I'm probably going to eat a Snickers bar. I like them, but um, you know, I'm not doing it three times a day every time I go to gas up or whatever. So um, yeah, I don't want to go a rant on you, but my point is take care of yourself, you know, treat yourself like, a business athlete. It's important. So anyway, we're coming up on 25 minutes and I don't want to rant, but I wanted to just plant the seed in your head about the idea of number one, blasting cruise. You can't go hard all the time or you're going to burn out. And if you burn out like I did, it's pretty scary. And, and that could have ended not good. And I'm grateful to be here. Uh, reboot weekends, you know, it's your job to set the course for your company, to, to make it good. And to get that, you need space and time and quiet to think. So figure out how you can do that. Maybe it's one day, maybe it's one afternoon every two weeks. You know, you got to figure out what works for you, but something like that. And then just taking care of yourself in general, you know, exercise, diet, sleep. We all, you know, sleep. We generally as a group don't sleep enough, you know, seven to eight hours a night minimum is what it's really going to take to recover and, and be totally sharp the next day. So that's me on my soapbox today. Uh, hopefully it planted a seed in, in your mind that, Hey, maybe I'm kind of doing it like Eric used to do it and it's not serving me as well as I wanted and make that change. Um, if you want, you can email me at Eric at morningtechmeeting.com. If you want to talk about it any further, I can start some dialogue. Uh, I'll probably be doing some posts on Instagram at Morning Tech Meeting and on our Facebook page, which is Blue Collar Consulting, I think. So anyway, you guys have an awesome week out in the field uh, running your guys and doing great. And it's Eric with morningtechmeeting.com. Thanks a lot.